I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. It's going so good. (laughs) She's being extra smarmy because we were fighting before we started. We're always fighting before we start this. Just just so you know, insight into the whole thing. Ellen's always mad at me for some stupid reason. And you don't want to get into why I'm mad at you. Today we're chatting about the film adaptation of The Hating Game based on this little book by Sally Thorne that maybe we've read before and talked about a few times. But first, Mom. What would be the first thing you'd do if you won the lottery? The first thing I'd do if I won the lottery? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly. I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I got. Whatever. <laughs> I would buy all my children homes. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, I would probably buy a house first. But then, honestly, Mom, I'm not just saying this. You don't want to move out? You want to no, stay with me forever? <laughs> I think that's what you were going to no, say. No, that's not what I was going to say. Um, I was going to say, I might, after that, buy us a trip. Oh, that would be awesome. Do I'd, like I'd go on a trip. A river cruise to all the places that I love that you've never been. For just you and me? Yeah. How romantic. The, um... <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> Screw dad. <laughs> well, he can never get time off. Super lame. Yeah. But he never works either. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, don't tell his bosses, but he hasn't worked in a long time. No. And I am really ready for him to go back to work. <laughs> um, I should say he he's worked. He sits reserve, but they haven't needed him to fly at all mm-hmm. for probably six months. Yeah. So he's been home way more than I like well my dad has been everywhere in the world and then they both paid for me to go to a lot of places when i was in college so i do feel some residual guilt that mom hasn't been as many places you can't say you've not been anywhere anywhere. because i have been places yeah you've been to spain and germany germany and England. england Um, but I want to take you to Italy. North, Northern Maine. So that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, me. I want you to go to Italy. I want you to go to Austria. I want you to go to Prague and Budapest because those are like some of my favorite places. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. W- win that lottery that we never play. <laughs> that I never play. Um, I would buy all my children homes. Thanks, mom. I mean, it would have to be a big lottery. Or not very great homes. <laughs> you could just do down payments on homes. I could do that. Um, uh, anyway, that's what I would do. Just so you're all settled. Don't need me anymore. <laughs> uh, don't hold your breath. Um, I have been reading this. I week. was going to say, what have you been reading and watching? But not much. Um, I did take a couple days off. Sometimes when I've like bulldozed through a bunch of books, 
I just need to give my brain a rest. But I started the second book in the Texas Trilogy by Lorraine Heath, which I talked about earlier, which someone recommended on our free-for-all. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was reading Texas Glory. Here's the thing. If you're getting these books off of Amazon, they're labeled wrong. They've got book one. Okay. But they've got book, they've got Texas Glory as book three and it's not, it's book two. Um, I even looked up the timelines and publishing dates and stuff. Yeah. So, and then Texas Splendor, they have labeled as book two when it is in actuality book three. So if you're getting them from Amazon, just know that they're mislabeled. And then I, so I went on, I was like, this isn't right. The, the stories aren't following. And, um, so then I went on Goodreads and looked it up and Amazon had them mislabeled. So just know that that's a thing. Cool story. You're welcome. <laughs> and that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie awesome. Brown. <laughs> um, and then you've been watching a lot of X-Files. Lots of X-Files. Those two just need to bang already. <laughs> and David Duchovny in those early years of X-Files was <laughs> tall drink of water. Um, I had a pretty rough week. She did. There were tears involved. There were tears involved. Not going to lie. I have, so I'm trying to do, well, I finished my term, um, like the schoolwork for my term. So I was like, okay, there's this assessment, this two-part assessment that I need to do. That's like a lesson planning assessment that I think they do in other states, but it's a specific one for California. Um, and it's very involved and you have to like record yourself doing these lessons that you plan and hit all these beats that are hard beats to hit with five-year-olds. Um, <laughs> and it's really hard to get five-year-olds to cooperate with you when you're trying to, you know, put on your best face. Um, and at one point I, I like, cause I was recording every lesson I was doing all week um, in hopes that it would be the winner. And on Thursday I was like, okay, it's going to happen today. I'm going to do it. And my first part went really well. And then my second part, I had technology difficulties and I just kind of broke down, crumbled (laughs) and crumbled. And welcome to teaching dear. Yeah. Luckily the, the girl I work with, she's, she was super nice about it and, you know, let me take a breath outside and, um, you know, the next day her and I were both like, um, you know, we're, I was doing the same exact lesson again and luckily the kids, you know, had done it before so they knew what to say. (laughs) We did this yesterday! And, um, we did like multiple takes of certain parts because, you know, I would stop and my teacher that I work with, she was like... Okay, kindergarten, we're going to do that again because you guys were not <laughs> behaving during. So, like, we did multiple takes of uh, certain parts. Someone might be listening. Whatever. But, <laughs> but um, I, I think I got that damn lesson out of those kids. Um, so, I need to submit it all now, which is the hard part. But that videoing, it felt like the hard part. Well, and, so... and there was one day where the kids were playing around and, and turned off your camera yeah. and you didn't know about it. Yeah, so it it was just, it was an emotionally exhausting, mentally exhausting, because I would be working all day, and then I would come home and work on my lesson all night, and so didn't stop me from watching some more of my K-drama. 
Um, I've yeah, been we watching, watched that movie. Today. Yeah, I've been watching Suspicious Partner, and then I made my mom and dad watch um, a Korean buddy cop movie called Midnight Runners. Um, it was, it was good, right? It was cute. Yeah, thank you. Not enough romance. In it's it. got, you know, I know. I can, I mean, if you want romance from a K-drama, <laughs> I can show you a romantic K-drama. Um, but it has two of, like, my favorite male leads from K-dramas that played the buddy cops. So, um, yeah, it was fun. It was very charming. But, yeah, I finished this weekend and I was like, I'm going to watch K-dramas. I'm going to watch the movie that I want to watch. and Eat chocolate. And eat... <laughs> Among other things. Um, yeah. So I got one more week and then I have to do winter camp with those dang kids, but it'll be fine. But only a couple days a week. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, enough about. Enough about you and your whining and stupid week. Kissing and moaning. Um, today, more importantly, we are chatting about the movie. The Hating Game. It is based on the book of the same name by Sally Thorne. And full disclosure, we love the book. I yeah. mean, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I don't know if you know that. And Joshua Templeman got, um, like, book boyfriend of the year. Did he? Yes, I don't he even did. know if he did. Yeah. Or but... he did on the poll that we did. Yeah. He. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. He was, like, ultimate book, book boyfriend. boyfriend. Um. Yeah, we have an episode discussing the book, and yes, it comes up a lot in discussions of romance in general because uh, we just love it so much. Yes, we do. So, will that help or hinder our response to the movie? I don't know. Here is the description from IMDb of the movie. Um, as assistants to the C- co-CEOs of a publishing company, Lucy Hutton and Joshua Templeman sit across from each other every day, and they hate each other. Not dislike, not begrudgingly tolerate, H-A-T-E, hate. Lucy can't understand Josh's joyless, uptight approach to his job and refusal to smile, which is in stark contrast to her bright clothes, quirkiness, and effusive people-pleasing. Trapped in a shared office five days a week, they've become entrenched in an addictive, ridiculous, never-ending game of one-upmanship. Lucy can't let Josh beat her at anything, especially when a huge new promotion to be managing director is up for grabs. They strike a deal that whoever does not get the promotion must quit. It's game on. But as tensions reach boiling point and an innocent elevator ride turns into a steamy kiss. Yes, it does. Lucy begins to realize (laughs) just how fine a line there is between love and hate. Mom, what did you think of the movie The Hating Game? Um, I, okay. (laughs) I'm going to say I loved it. I really liked it. It was, um, as a book adaptation, I thought it was really well done. There were certain aspects of, as a book, like if I had never read the book, I think I would probably just say, cute movie. But um, because I read the book, there were certain aspects of the book that were left out that left me wanting about the characters more than about like storyline. They did leave out the koala bear hug thing, which is my favorite part of the book. Yeah, I bring it up all the time because I just... Love it so. Yeah. But, um, but overall, I thought it was pretty well done as a book adaptation. Yeah. Um, my re- reaction is very complicated, I think. Uh, on one hand, I love that it exists. 
I love that this book that I love has been taken and made into a movie. So a big part of me just loves that I get to see it play out on screen and that in itself is a fun experience. And um, I, I do think that, I mean, they were obviously paying fan service to the readers of the book because it hits a lot of the, you know, it's it stays very, it's it stays very faithful to the book. I think in some ways to its discredit um, or to its disservice, I guess is a better word. Um, but I'll get into that later. Um, on the other hand, I love this book so much that I think there was always going to be a part of me that was going to be slightly let down because my expectations were so high. Yes. Well, yes. Um, so there's some things though you just need to realize it's a two hour movie. They can't show everything. I know. Um, yeah. And, and we'll talk. We'll talk some more about that. Um, but uh, I think, I mean, it's going to be, I know it's going to be one of those things <laughs> where it's it's like us in Pride and Prejudice where, like, every time we watch the five-hour one, we have to watch the two-hour one. And then every time we watch the two-hour one, we have to watch the five-hour one. It's going to be like that where it's like every time I read the book or listen to the book, I'm going to now want to watch the movie. Or if I watch the movie, I'm then going to want to read or listen to the book. Like, yes. That's just how it's going to be from now on. And I'm kind of the same with Persuasion. If I watch Persuasion, I want to read the book. Vice versa. Um, mainly because there has yet to be a Persuasion adaptation that gets Persuasion right. So then I'm, it makes me want to watch, Re- read, read the, the book. book. Or vice versa. Got it. Um, okay. First, what did you think of Lucy Hale as Lucy Hutton, our heroine? I thought she was pretty good. And I know you're quick to point out that you cast her before she was even cast. I did. I did. But she's perfect. She's small. She's petite. She's little. She's, um, which is what Lucy Hutton is Mm -hmm. described in the book. And, um, and it's why he keeps calling her kind of infantile names, but, um, shortcake and, you know, he's always referring to her as being little, which is, but, um, I thought, I thought she was excellent. I thought she was like perfect. Yeah. She, it was clear that she had read the book and just really got what her role was in the movie. Um, looks wise, she's perfect. I feel totally vindicated. Um, and yeah, I just thought that she nailed it. She really obviously got what she was supposed to do. And, um, yeah, I, I thought, of, like, all the casting choices in the movie, she was the most, like, on point. Spot on. Yeah. She, um, yeah, she did really, really well. Yeah. Um, so. She did the snark well. She did, yeah, all of it. Yeah. She was the sassy, really good. the, yeah. um, the kind of more, like, vulnerable moments with the, like, sleepy saurus and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, like, her line read of, which I don't remember this being from the book, but, when he takes her temperature and it's 102 and she's like, oh, no, Mr. Thermometer. That was <laughs> That's just... not very nice, Mr. Thermometer. <laughs> that was just, like, so Lucy, you know. It was perfect. Um, okay, what did you think of Austin Stoll as Joshua Templeman, who is our hero? Um, he was not hard to look at. So he's very pretty. <laughs> he's very nice to well, look Well, and he's also good casting in that he's tall. Which yeah. it wouldn't have worked if they had someone who wasn't tall. Looks wise, I think 
he's perfect. Right. Um, and again, I need to point out that I picked um, Robbie, Robbie ML, ML, who was originally cast. Um, and I do, I still stand by that he would have been great. Um, but, okay, here's the thing. I think that Joshua is a more complex character within both the book and the movie. He's got kind of more hidden layers that get exposed throughout both. They're not exposed. That's the problem I have with the movie. There's certain aspects of him that don't get explained and it kind of makes him just look like a dick sometimes because they're not explained. Where in the book they were explained. Yeah. So I think I don't necessarily think that where he comes up short for me is his fault in the acting department. I think that there's more the problems writing. with the writing than... Or editing, depending on how... Yeah. Um, and also, this is probably where my expectations limit him a bit, because Joshua Templeman is just on a pedestal in my brain as, like, love him. He's <laughs> chef's kiss. Um, but, um, so, I didn't... Uh, you know, like, he didn't um, ring as, like, oh, nailed it for me as Lucy Hale did, as Lucy. Um, but I thought he did a very good job. I thought, um, yes, he's very handsome. Um, nice body. Yeah. And the moments where he starts to, like, where he gets to start showing more that he's been in love with her and stuff is, like... I thought he was nailing some of that. Yeah. Um, I would have... <sighs> yeah, okay, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, what did you think about what they did and did not include from the book? Um, like... Well, here's here's what I missed, and, and this is what I was referring to earlier. Um, like, they show the scene where... She meets him on the first day and she brings him a plant for his desk and he just kind of walks by her and he's all... But notice the plant is still on his desk, so he's oh, kept Oh, was it? it? I yeah. didn't really pay attention. But um, but they never explain... Like, in the book, it's explained why... Because as soon as he saw her, he's like, this is going to be trouble. Yeah. And because he just had feelings for her almost immediately. And that's why he treated her so awful in the beginning is because he knew right off the bat that he could fall head over heels for this girl. Well, and, and, that, and, and that he had, like, I mean, this is, like, alluded to, but that he had a lot riding on the job because he felt like he needed to prove stuff to his parents. And yeah. so when he sees her, like, that, it spells trouble for him. Um, so that's explained in the book, but it's never really explained in the movies. So it's mm-hmm. just, like, is he just that way with people? Or? They also really gloss over um, the whole ending part with him taking a different job so that it becomes like a moot point. Well, and it doesn't really, they don't really explain it as well. Like when she overhears the conversation with him and the boss, yeah, it sounds really awful. And it sounds awful that he doesn't ever stick up for her. Yeah. Where in the book, I think he did. She just didn't hear that part of the conversation. Well, she, remember he like, he goes in and talks to both, um, Bexley and, and the woman. Yeah. Can't and her name, um, and kind of explains his plan, and Bexley gets all pissed off, and um, 
And so that's a thing that happens in the book that didn't really happen here. And she does overhear it and wonder what's going on, but then all is revealed. Um, Yeah, it's a very, it's a very true adaptation. I think that maybe this is, you know, and I say this as a person who is very grateful that the, that this stayed very true to the book, but I think that maybe this is a case where taking out one or two scenes from the book that were obviously included to, you know, pay fan service to us readers would help kind of some of the emotional beats breathe a little bit more. Um, because I think sometimes it felt a little rushed and, um, I, I just wanted, you know, because what, what we love about the book so much is see, seeing that progression from the development of their relationship. Yeah. And I, and I just don't think that, um, I don't know. I just felt like, um, uh, they went, some of the transitions from that hate to love felt a little like clunky. And I think that if, um, we weren't rushing to include so many scenes, it might've helped it breathe a little more, which is coming from my, that terminology is coming from my time of reading scripts, but. And that's true. However, I love that it's out there. I love that they're, that romance books are being made into yeah, movies. So no. I'm behind that a thousand Yeah, percent. and I will buy this movie, you know, and that they're not just like platforms Hallmark movies. They're trying to make them like legit movies. Yeah. And, um, you know, nothing against Hallmark. Uh, well, yeah, don't <laughs> but don't you know what I'm trying no, to say. No, but I know. Because <laughs> often these romance books are just fluffy and they're not, you know, yeah. gritty. And I like a little grit in there. Yeah. But um, they also, um, I, this, well, you continue with your thought and then. But, so I'm just happy that, to see it coming. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy that it seems like more are popping up. Mm-hmm. And I support that a thousand percent. And, um, and truly you're not going to get a hundred percent of people to love every aspect of any time of any time a book is made into a movie yeah. because people glob onto different things in a book, any book and, um, and, and in movies. Cause I remember, and... I always thought my high standard for a book adaptation, which I thought was phenomenal. I thought the Lord of the Rings book movies were really well done. The Hobbit was trash, but the, the Lord of the Rings movie, I thought were really well done for what they were. But even now I hear people go on and on about how, what terrible adaptations they are in it. And I was like, you can't get a better adaptation than that. But anyway, so whatever, anytime a book is made into a movie, there's going to be some people who love it and some people who don't think it's a well, good adaptation. Even when we end up reading the the listener comments. Um, I mean, everybody kind of picks up on something different to kind of point out as being a, a bonus or a, a flaw. So it's kind of interesting. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, especially with adaptations, it's, it's always going to be rough. Um, I thought it was interesting. They really gave Danny a much bigger presence in the book. It's not that like, they added scenes for him or anything like a that. A presence in the book or in the movie? Sorry, in the movie. Um, but it just felt like ratio-wise, he was in a lot more of the movie than he was in the book. Well, he was part of the conflict at the end of the book. I mean, because yeah. she was 
texting him or com- conversing with him and he got mad and jealous and caused a big blow but, up. So do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he just felt like he was a bigger presence in the movie than in the book because they like included every scene that he is in from the book but, and, and kind of glossed over some other stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think maybe that's where we could have, um, skipped out on some, cause you know, we want more Joshua. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to include, I mean, Let's he take was, the hot guy and put him in more <laughs> He was, Danny was cute. And, he was cute. And, he was a cute character and the kid played him really well. I don't yeah. know who he is, but, um, so anyway, um, what did they get most right? Um, well, like I said, I think a lot of the banter and snark I thought was well done. And mm-hmm. a lot of the lines were straight out of the book. And, um, or you could tell where some had been changed just because of, um, the time differences. Well, you know? and this obviously has a sense of place in being in New York, whereas, uh, Hating Game is very, we had like, no idea. Where yeah. Where, in fact, I think we talked about that when we talked about the book. Um, so just adding more sense of place, I think, added some differences. And this was a Christmas. It was yeah meant to, and maybe it's because it was coming out at Christmas time, but. Well, I think it also just helps marketing-wise these days to have a, a Christmas a romance aspect. set at Christmas. Because I, I don't think the book was had Christmas in it, but, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, it might have, but it was, if it did have a Christmas in it, it was a I very think small aspect. Anyway, um, what did it, so yeah, I think. Like the banter and the smart snark, the um, you know some of the contentious I was, conversations. Yeah, I was glad that they included the scene of like telling off his dad. Yeah, because like I said, Josh is a more complex character, and he's got more going on, I think, than Lucy does necessarily. Especially because the book is told from her POV, so like we're with her as she's discovering stuff about him. Um, so I think that that needed to be included to kind of like understand him and where he's coming from. Um, the other scene that I think they got really right was when she shows up at his apartment and, um, you know, she kind of gets to know him a little bit better. And that whole like apartment scene was. And then he doesn't want to have sex with her. Which, yeah. Yeah. That, I thought that was all. Yeah. That good. was well done. And um, and I liked that because it we got to see them flirting and, you know. Yeah, having emotional progression, you know, which is what what we're into. It's still, and I don't remember feeling this way in the book, but I felt this way in the movie, is when she overheard the conversation, you know, and here she'd been falling in love with him and everything was great. And then she overheard the conversation and she just, I hate him. I hate him. He's awful. I hate him. Just go to the guy and say, what the heck? Why didn't you back me up? What, yeah. you know, what's going on? And um, <clears throat> it's that communication. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if I read the book so long ago that I, it didn't bother me as much or what, but I know in the movie it was like, just go ask him. Why do you have to hate him all of a sudden? Yeah. Um, we've kind of touched on this, but what was your biggest misstep? Um, yeah, probably some of the stuff they left out on Joshua, explaining Joshua, because I, there's stuff that I think he did that without more explanation, because there's more stuff about him feeling 
like he was really hurt when the girlfriend left for his brother. Yeah. And it made him feel because her whole thing was he wasn't a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And um, so he always hated the nice guy, which is why he had a problem with Danny being the nice guy. Yeah. And um, none of that's really explained in the movie. And, you know, it's kind of touched on, but not really explained. And then um, so there's just aspects of him that make him just come off as kind of dickish and stay because it's not fully explained in the movie yeah um yeah i think for me it's just pacing i think the the ending gets kind of um rushed and it's just like i said it's i think all of that um kind of more emotional depth that i think was maybe missing slightly would have had more time if we weren't rushing through trying to get as many scenes as we got. So it's, you know, I, I sound ungrateful because um, I I love that it's so true to the book, but um, I think if we could have made more time, even at the sac- sacrificing a scene or two, um, I would have liked that better. Well, you should just start making movies. Yeah, I guess so. And writing books. <laughs> I guess and, so. And That's everything funny. else you complain about. Yeah. Um, let's talk about sex, baby. Yes, there was. Thank there was you. Some sex in this. <laughs> um, I can't. We're gonna talk when we. We're gonna talk about this when we uh, read one of the listener comments. Um, because somebody talks about how the sex scenes in this feel, um, you know, kind of like what we talk about with sex scenes in books, like where it's not driving the uh, story. I think that's really hard to do in a movie, though. Yeah, it is. Especially in something like this where there's sex in the book, so they want to put the sex in the movie. But, um, you know, you can get all the deep emotional, like, you're in someone's head while they're actually having sex. Yeah. And and you can't really do that in a movie. And, like, money shots of sex scenes, you know, like, and they're not going to put that in, I don't know, you know, to a... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? They're going to, like, fade to black a little bit more in a movie, even... R-rated as as this one was. Um, So I don't necessarily fault them for that because I think it would just be really hard to do. And, you know, it's it's easy to have emotional beats take place during sex scenes when we're reading POVs and and inner inner thoughts. But um, it would it would be hard to convey that in a movie. Well, and in the movie's defense, it didn't, like, overdo the sex scenes. I mean, it's not like there was sex, 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 and without a lot of... Because there's only the one at the, you know, at the wedding, the time at the wedding, and then mm-hmm. the time at his place, the one time. And she, we do kind of get her POV about her, how she thought she was falling in love. and Yeah, and, like, so, that scene where she, like, wakes up next yeah, to him. Yeah, that's what is, I'm talking about. Kind of and yeah, sweet. And... Yeah, and she's looking at him sleeping and... um. Yes, yeah. the, the steamy dream is pretty hot. It is pretty hot. I do love when she wakes up. She's like, "Did he make his side of the bed?" Because yeah, that, that was is. funny. And then she just messes it up. So I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and that was and that was good. Like giving us characteris- characterization of yeah. him because you know he is the kind of guy who makes his side of the bed yes. win. <laughs> He's like that, <laughs> and it's weird. Um, it's also pretty nice when she rips the towel off of him. Yeah, there uh, is that. Wait. <laughs> Did that happen in this movie? <laughs> that might have happened. <laughs> um, so they even show it twice. So, <laughs> so um, I I mean, 
I thought it was like a good amount and I'm glad that, you know, if we're going to be making movie adaptations of these books that you don't just hallmark a, a size it. Yeah, too much. Yeah, because that has happened with some, like we've yes. read some books that have been made by Hallmark. And you're watching it and you're like, where's the sex? <laughs> when are they going to kiss, damn it? <laughs> or when are um, they going to hit it? Yeah. Um. So... I'm glad that it was in, included to the extent that it was, and I, I'm willing to forgive them on, you know, not being able to completely convey some of the stuff that we get, some of the meat that we get. Yeah, it did crack me up in the dream, though, that, you know, he's fully dressed in a three-piece suit, and I'm like, or two-piece suit, in his suit, and um, I'm like, geez, if you're going to dream about the guy... <laughs> Listen, she's into it, Mom. <laughs> I, I guess so. She does know all his shirt colors. Yeah. Um, what is your sooniest moment from the movie? From the movie. Uh, my sooniest moment from the movie. Um, oh, I love when she stands up to his dad. And I get that that's not a him swoony moment. It's a her swoony moment. But I think those are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when she stands up to his dad and I love his reaction he's like yeah let's go let's go have naked be, time be naked um mine is when they meet outside his apartment and then that is cute um or he, she's kind of like snooping around his apartment and it's also cute when he's snooping around hers and he sees her little he's holding her hair when she's puking is always yeah, sweet yeah um also it needs to be said that their like height difference is super cute, which I know is from the book, but it's like to see it play out in the movie. Was... That's why I'm saying you had to have someone little and petite and someone tall. Yeah, and um, so like when they're kissing and he like picks her up and stuff, it's like oh. <laughs> so all of that was was good. Um, okay, let's hear from some of you. And like I said, pretty um varied, so it's kind of interesting to hear everybody's thoughts. Um, Amy says, possible spoilers if you haven't seen this movie yet. School has been crazy this year. Girl, same. And I come home from work each day physically and mentally drained. Amy, same. I don't seem to have the energy nor the ability to concentrate on anything more than scrolling mindlessly through TikTok. Girl, same, Amy. I've fallen way behind on the podcast and in my reading, but I had to make time this weekend to watch the Hating Game movie. I loved the book so much I was a little afraid to watch the movie, and I knew even if the movie was really good, I would never like it as much as the book. Um, That being said, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked the movie. It stayed fairly true to the book, and I'm glad... Super glad Sleepy Saurus and Lucy's confrontation with Joshua's dad made it into the movie. I was sad we didn't get to see Lucy's parents. There's only so much you can pack into an hour and a half movie, so the book will always be my favorite. But I enjoyed the movie a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that needs to be said, too, because this could have gone wrong. I mean, and I could have been way more unhappy with it and so just just the fact that like I can walk away from it being like I thoroughly enjoyed that is a right. major win um Shannon says and in the other corner for those who didn't get the hype of the book the movie was the exact same character issues that drove me crazy in the book still swoony and sweet but possibly the most frustrating hero ever Um, Oh, Shannon. Just tell her you like her. God, what this story needed was a girl best friend to slap the crap out of this guy. Grow up hair and man up. Sheesh. I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, but that's why we love him. 
Well, the whole point is that he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> That's, um, there's this kid in my class who him and I are like, we're pretty buddies. And, um, I was telling some, I was telling one of the other ladies I work with, cause we were talking about him and, um, I was like, I think the thing I, lo- I love about him the most is he acts like he doesn't love me, but he really actually does love me. <laughs> I'm like, that probably says something about my taste in men, too. <laughs> like the ones, you know, play like they don't like me, which that's probably not great. But um, Maida says, I'm not a super fan of the book, even stopped reading after the first chapter the first time I started oh, it. Goodness. But I liked it in the end and thought the movie was cute, too. They are both quirky characters, and the act- actors captured that well. Did anyone else catch the placement of a copy of the book in the movie? I did the second time around. Oh, I did not. It's when Danny and her are walking by a bookstore, and oh. it's in the window. Eating game in the window. Yes. Um, Juliet says, okay, I have thoughts. This movie had the potential to be great. And for the first half, I thought it might get there. Then we got to the hotel and everything went downhill after that. I think y'all have mentioned this before, but I don't want to read or watch empty, spicy scenes. The thing that draws me to romance is the connection. And this movie cut the emotional intimacy out of Josh and Lucy's Lucy's story. We never got an I love you from Lucy either, which really irritated me because in the book, Josh needs verbal and clear affirmations. I did not like the flipping of the order nor the different characters characterization we witnessed where where were Lucy's patented freakouts and where was Josh the shy boy also I didn't love the complete cut of Lucy's parents I get it to an extent but the fact that her and Josh didn't really even talk about the strawberry farm made me kind of sad that being said I would probably watch it again and I think that if I went into it without having read the book or being borderline obsessed with it I would have enjoyed the experience more for reference, I have listened to this audiobook probably five times this year while sitting at my job in the office and manifesting an enemies to lovers workplace romance, so my expectations going in were a tad unrealistic. It was a like, not a love for me, but knowing myself, I will watch it many more times. Might join the comfort rotation with Pride and Prejudice, Emma, You've Got Mail, and How to Train Your Dragon. Don't hate. It's <laughs> quite the group. It's quite an eclectic group. Um, Yeah. I mean... It's, I mean, so we, we touched on that with the sex scenes. I, I get it. And I think that that is a spot where they could have, um, let things breathe a little bit more, um, emotionally. Um, but I think it's, it's pretty hard to do that with sex scenes in movies, I think. Um, and maybe I'll, we'll see it. I mean, that being said, I think Bridgerton did it pretty well but they also have over and over again (laughs) yeah they (laughs) did but they also had a lot more of the sex scene we might need to rewatch that before this next season comes out um definitely um but yeah we i we never did get an i love you from lucy um but also that wasn't as big of a thing for him in in this and i but i do agree with the yeah, the shy the shy boy Josh. I I do love that about Josh that he's like actually secretly shy. Shy. And yeah. and that um, doesn't really come up in the movie. Yeah. And um and that's more of what I was talking about where we don't get enough of his characterization to let him off the hook for being yeah. You know, so awful a lot of the times. Yeah. Um so I I I I'm with, I'm with you on that. Um 
Cassie says, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. I loved the book and I think I loved the movie too. Lucy Hale was the perfect Lucy and Austin Stoll did a good job too. I'll admit that I wasn't too sure about him when I saw the trailer, but I liked their chemistry and I think it all worked out. All the important parts of the book that I wanted to see in the movie were in there, so I was happy. The movie will definitely be one I'll rewatch when I need a comfort movie. Yeah, I think same. I do want to say, too, I was one thing I was really pleased about it is that it's a high-quality movie. I mean, it's yeah. not like, uh, I don't know, sometimes they take romance books and make movies out of them. Good and soundtrack, too. I was, yeah. like, I was like, I might need to, like, um, you know, give the soundtrack a listen. But a lot of times the movies are subpar and cheesy. Where this one is definitely... No, like good production value, yeah. good actors, yeah. good acting. Yeah. Um, there's like some of the co-workers that I think are a little goofy, um, but I think that's intentional. Yeah. Um, Corbin Bergman. I mean, yeah. Sean's dad. Sean's dad. From <laughs> Sean Psych. Spencer's dad. <laughs> that's what he's known for. Um, Elizabeth says, I really liked it. There were some changes from the book to the screen which I was expecting, and it felt a little ru- bit rushed in the second half, but overall I really liked it. It was cheesy and sweet. <laughs> they kept a lot of what I loved about the book in the movie. I thought Lucy Hale was great. She is exactly how I imagined Lucy. I thought the actor playing Josh looked great but was a little stale, but they had chemistry. It's a solid really like for me. Um, I would agree. That's where I yeah. land as well. And it's something I think we'll rewatch. Like Ellen, I could see Ellen and I sitting around on a Saturday afternoon. Let's watch Hating Game. Let's watch Hating Game. <laughs> um, Victoria says, "I'm always a bit worried about the movie adaptation of a book I love. Um, this had the potential to be very disappointing, but I actually liked it. I think they did a good job at having as many details from the book as possible. Lucy Hale was perfect, and Austin Stoll, and I totally had to look up his name, was very much like I imagine Josh to be, at least physically." He was a bit more cheerful than Josh is in the book, and I found his voice a tad annoying, but that's just me, and he can't do anything about it, so sorry, Austin. (laughs) I'm sure he's listening, and he'll accept your apology. (laughs) I also liked Danny better in the movie than the book. Yeah, he's definitely more, like, of a character. Like, he has more character in the movie. Well, he's kind of the comic relief yeah. Or part of the comic relief, you know, he's kind of yeah. he's kind of a funny little guy. Yeah, Victoria says, spoilers ahead. Uh, the movie follows the plot really closely until the wedding. After that, I'm not so sure it worked that well. A big part of the wedding scenes in the book is about character development, but the way the movie handles it makes it feel a lot like a story filler rather than telling about their feelings. She doesn't really learn much about him other than his dad is a dick and she doesn't have her major freakouts that make her herself. I think it would have been, it would have made more sense to stick to the original order, but all in all, the screenwriters did a good job, especially for a book that is written so much as an inner monologue and a single POV. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, there is, um, some, uh, order of things that gets changed up that I thought was interesting and kind of the wedding was like towards the end of the book like yeah and but yeah so uh I do wonder why that decision was made because you know I'm sure it was it doesn't thought out change it too much but no maybe it just seemed like it was later in the book because there's you know relationship development that we miss out on in there yeah um, Madison Sam says, um, lots of things. Let's start with the acting. Lucy Hale was phenomenal. A perfect Lucinda, if you will. 
Austin Stroll was not so much. Lucy Hale mentioned that she was a big fan of the book, so I think she knew how Lucy was supposed to act slash interact with Josh. I will take a wild guess here and say Austin never read it. His lines stayed fairly true to Josh, but his delivery of them was not Joshua Templeman. Hashtag not my Joshua Templeman. I think that's un- slightly unfair. I think so, I too. think he probably read it. And it's like I said, he's. I think he's just given the much harder task here. Um, I think that that's like a way harder character to to nail than Lucy is. And I think for the writing, for what he was given, I think he did. Because the thing with Lucy is what you see is what you get for Yeah, and he's got part. all this hidden stuff. Yeah. That they never fully explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like I said, I, I I don't think it's all on him necessarily. Um, Madison continues. The plot itself stayed pretty true to the book, but I felt like they kept in some unnecessary details and left out some important ones. Agree with that. I love that they kept the paint color in his room. I love the scenes in the office. I didn't like the sex scene. It was very cringy. Oh, I didn't mind the sex scene. I didn't like that <laughs> Lucy kissed Josh in the elevator and not the other way around. I did think about that. Well, I think it's a consent thing. Hmm. That could be. Because um, even when he says, you put my, you know, she says, put your hands on me. He says, you put them on you. Yeah. I think even that is kind of a, just so I'm comfortable with where we're going. What, what's happening here? <laughs> Um, Madison continues, uh, the wedding felt rushed and unimportant side characters. Danny was not as big of a character in the books. They added so much that was not necessary for him that could have been spent on other areas. I agree there. Uh, fat little Dick wasn't as dickish in the movie. Uh, Helene was very different. None of that bothered me too much. Yeah. All that to say, did I buy it? Yes. Did I stay up to watch it the minute it came out? Yes. Have I watched it twice already? Yes. Will I watch it more? Yes. <laughs> if I had to rate it with no prior knowledge of the book, I'd say it was alike. Since I love the book so much, though, I found myself overlooking some of the bad acting and cringy moments and would give it a really like. I I didn't think the acting was that bad, but... Yeah. It's it's like I said. I don't, I don't necessarily think that some of the acting problems that uh, were his fault necessarily um you know because i don't know he can only do so much with what he's given as a script even if he has read the book you know um uh i was gonna say though yes i but i agree with pretty much everything else you said (laughs) about danny and all that um, I would be really interested. In fact, um, I invited a friend of mine over to watch it with us. Although in hindsight, I think she would have felt really uncomfortable watching some of those sex scenes with my parents. Um, what she said, she was like, she's like, Oh, I wouldn't have had a problem with your mom. I would have felt weird with your dad. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, fair. I forgot that he watched it with us. <laughs> um, but I would be really interested to hear what somebody who hasn't read the book, hasn't read the book thinks of the movie. Um, just because I wonder how much of those pacing issues that I feel would be felt by someone who we should has... ask Ryan and Kristen to watch it. Except Ryan, they're not like... going to do it, and he doesn't like anything. Kristen might, good. but yeah, Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> jerk. Well, maybe I'll ask that friend because she still said she'd be interested in watching it. So maybe I'll tell her to come over and watch it with me. 
and get her feedback. Okay. Do it. So there you go. Um, Jill says, I watched it this morning, curled up by the fire with the Christmas tree lights on, ready to be bathed in fluffy rom-com bliss. My grinchy husband was on the other couch on his laptop and would randomly pipe in every once in a while. That guy looks like every guy on The Bachelor. Oh, what, which, (laughs) watch, there will be only one hotel room available. (laughs) Ha, I bet the bride used to be his girlfriend. Was this movie (laughs) written by AI? Anyways, I enjoyed this movie for what it was, especially with an under two-hour runtime. Lucy Hale was adorable. It was fun to have it set during the holidays without being a holiday movie. I got a little distracted when she wore dresses with bare legs in December in New York. Burr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, admittedly, we had some of the same conversations in our house um, <laughs> as your husband. Um Emma says, bought on Apple and worth every penny. The Hating Game book is one of my favorite books. I've reread it multiple times and is just generally my happy place. I tried so hard to lower my expectations so I wouldn't be disappointed, but I didn't need to. I smiled through this whole movie. It warmed my heart so much to see a book brought to life so well and true to the original. I can't wait to watch it again and again. Yeah. We did a lot of hand rubbing during this movie. Yeah, there was a lot of hand rubbing going on. Jen says, I loved the Hating Game movie. This was my new must-watch holiday movie. We see the weird... Yeah, it would be a good, like... Yeah. put in with our... Put in with While You Were Sleeping and... Um, Love Actually. Know, Love Actually. It's all those. Um, we see the weird pilgrim dude on the bus showing off his turkey and Lucy decorating her tree in a festive sweater and even get a little bit of French Jingle Bells. This is a holiday movie. I've watched this twice already and could easily watch it a few more times. I thought it was funny. The The clerk at the hotel I thought was funny. And when he's trying to describe yeah. the Christmas tree to her, it didn't grow in here. I brought it in from outside. And she's like, oh, did you now? Cool. <laughs> Jen continues. My favorite parts of the movie. Lucy Hale. She is the perfect Lucy. She understood the quirkiness of the character. Uh, the introduction. It was perfect. They set up the Gammon versus Bexley and Josh and Lucy situations in such a succinct and hilarious way. All this before the opening credits. Lucy and Josh's respective work areas. Lucy was all cluttered wooden bookshelves and messy desk while Josh had the sleek gray filing cabinets and immaculate desk. I love when Lucy changed the post-it notes to bright orange. <laughs> yeah, that was good. The whole yeah. set there was perfect. Um, she says, I liked Danny more in the movie. I think same. I loved watching Juice, Josh, Josh, and Lucy stare at each other, Juicy. and Josh, yeah. <laughs> Josh picking up Lucy. It was so damn cute. Um, yep. Lucy's takedown of Josh's dad. Yep. Jaff, who's who you're talking about. Uh, she says my not so favorite scenes. They made Bexley so much worse in the movie. His lines made me fume. I have to practice my stroke. Gross. Yeah. And when he's like on the when she's he's saying she's on the rag and stuff, I was like. Get out of here, you sicko. Well, he was um, like that in the book, Yeah, though. in some ways he was worse in the book yeah. because he was like, you know. He was more leery yeah, at her. Yeah, Um Jen continues with her not-so-favorite scenes. Although the paintball scene was fun, who wears nice-down coats playing paintball? Seriously. <laughs> Why weren't they wearing coveralls? This was crazy to me. Um, and then she says, the wedding was outdoors in the winter. Was this because of COVID? So weird. Overall, I love the movie. It's a feel-good movie that I will be watching every Christmas. I don't think the wedding was out. The wedding was. The reception wasn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was. They were sitting outside. 
but maybe they had space I think heaters. The Come down, on. I think the down coats during paintball is just because the actors were cold. Well, and, and it was a way to tell them apart. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> they had masks on and everything, so. Yeah. Um, Sarah says, I really enjoyed it, but I think it lost something in the transition from book to movie. I thought Lucy Hale did a great job as Lucy. The Josh character felt a little flat and could come across as a bit stalkerish in the movie if you hadn't read the book. You would be creeped out in real life with the pants, skirts, dress, want to kiss you calendar as it was presented in the movie. I think it would have been helped to have Josh have a friend that he talked with about Lucy. That being said, I hope this kicks off a rom-com film revival. The rom which I'm trying to still make happen. Ron, rom rom well, how come we can't do Gromance, but you get rom com I don't have a problem with Gromance. <laughs> We're just, listen, we're making all these sayings That's happen. Right. Yeah. If we say them enough times, stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> Rom-commissants. Rom-commissants. Um, yes. I think, I think the rom-commissants has been happening, but I think that this is a good, um, entry in making the rom-commissants happen with romance novels. Okay. Can you say rom-commissants one more time? Rom-commissants. <laughs> Just wanted to get another one in there for good measure. The rom commissance <laughs> is upon us. And um, I mean, I think, because we've talked about this before, but I think that the advent of streaming services who want... I was going to say, it, we lost rom-coms because people weren't paying money to go see them in the theaters. Yes. And this is, I mean, this was a thing that uh, it was talked a lot about when I was working in the entertainment industry is that... They weren't making money on small budget movies that they were putting in theaters and they would have really small releases and then they just wouldn't make back the money even for these really cheap movies. But now with these streaming services who want to make cheap movies and just put as many cheap movies out there as they can, they're turning to romances a lot. And I think that's why we're starting to see... And I am here for yeah, it. Yeah, same. And... um. I, yeah, I am super glad. And if they can start using um, romance novels as a source material, which I think we're already starting to see happen, like, you know, it seems like we're always seeing now um, film rights being bought for all these books that we talk about. Um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, There's some, though, that we've heard got bought that we haven't seen movies for yet, and I'm... But Hating Game was like one of the first that we heard about. And well, Roomies was one of the first that we heard about too, and we haven't yeah, seen that come um, to fruition yet. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, Jennifer says, I thought it was great, and I was surprised at how faithful it was to the book, except for how they switched the ending scenes, which confused me so much. I paused the movie and said, Wait, this can't be over yet. He hasn't told her he quit. I thought Austin was a great Josh, so tall and handsome, and I confess I gasped when Lucy took that towel off him. Yeah. And when he <laughs> finally smiled, I melted. He did have a very nice smile. I watched it with my mom, who hasn't read the book, and she liked the movie a lot, too. So there's somebody who... There's what we were looking for. Yeah. Um, Teresa emailed in, and she said, This movie didn't get much of a wide theater release, so I hope other Noyomos were able to watch on VOD. I think that's how most of us watched it. Um, especially like it wasn't expensive to no, buy. No, it was like twelve bucks to buy it, and then six bucks to rent it. And at that point, it's like, yeah, I'll just buy right. it. 
obviously. Because, I mean, that's how yeah. much you'd pay for a movie ticket nowadays. Well, so. especially something like this that you obviously are going to want to watch over and over yeah. again. Um, Teresa continues. I enjoyed the movie adaptation quite a bit. I think I was in the minority in that I liked the book when it came out, but I didn't love it the way it was so popularly received. I remember thinking the games Josh and Lucy played made them a little juvenile and it wasn't always clear to me exactly why Josh kept his feelings hidden for so long. The movie filled in some of the blanks that I found missing in the book. The motivations behind Josh and Lucy's actions came across more clearly and rationally in the film. That's interesting. Um, though I imagined Josh to be grumpier and more broody in the book and the on-screen Lucy seemed to have more self-confidence, the movie was pretty faithful to the book and the chemistry between the leads was fire emoji. I thought it was interesting that they made Lucy the aggressor in the film, though Josh was really the instigator in the steamy elevator scene. I suppose in the era of Me Too, screenwriters are being much better advocates of consent. I'd imagine if Josh was pawing Lucy in the film visually, we're entering into dubious consent. Yeah, good point. I also appreciate the small changes the film made, particularly at the end when Lucy says, I don't want you fighting anybody but me. Enough said. <laughs> is what she says. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, and yeah, I think I agree with the yeah. consent angle and that's why maybe some of that was changed a bit. Um, finally, Natalie, um, has a lot of thoughts. So let's hear from her. <laughs> she says, I posted this else so here goes my long two cents. Controversial opinion, but I think in trying to keep a lot from the books to keep us fans happy, the chemistry and growing bond between Lucy and Josh suffered. Agreed. Yeah. In fact, we talked about that. There's a reason I put Natalie's comments at the end, because I pretty much agree with what Natalie has to say. In my opinion, they'd have been better to cut out a bunch of book moments to serve the characterization better. This is because there was no time to let those little light bulb moments for Lucy that she's wrong about Josh have space to breathe. Same. They had to rush through to check off another book moment. For instance, when they're in bed and she'd... um, she is all, let's get this over with. There's no room to show how hurt Josh actually is by it and his lack of ability to communicate his feelings to her that he is. If they didn't, we'd have been able to see more generic scenes of Josh and Lucy forced together, montage or um, of them forced to work back late slash eat together or something and cut out Danny more. <laughs> yeah. Also needed to heighten Josh's loneliness as well as Lucy's. I love the changes they did to the structure to add more workplace stuff. I loved the ending and what they did with Josh Josh's job. That was a nice touch with the, you're really a gammon. Um, I also loved the changes they made to Bexley, Arnie from L.A. Law. That's how she knows him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone doesn't know him as Sean Spencer's dad? Um, to heighten that he's a creep who needs to be fired. The office set was perfect. Yeah, I do. I thought the set was great. Um, I like that they truncated a lot of unnecessary stuff, including the wedding. I'm happy they didn't make it a big deal with Lucy and more about Lucy learning more of Josh's vulnerability with his family. I agree with that. I like that when she finds out that he used to date the bride, that she doesn't quite freak out. like she Fly did. off the handle like she did in the book. Yeah, because yeah, there's not enough time. And also, well, <clears throat> and the thing is, it's probably an uncomfortable thing for him to talk about. Yeah. And so, you know, why would you get all upset about that? Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with that. 
I always thought in the book he was a dick for not telling her, but thought it was made too much of a big deal. Sadly, though, the speech to his dad missed the emotional punch because it had to be raced through. I'm glad her parents were cut to a phone call. So that's different than some people. I'm also happy we didn't have any sex scenes. It faded to black, except before it did, it wasn't very sexy at all. Her sex dream was far hotter. I do think the sex dream was... Probably the hottest part of the movie. I would agree. Um, But I could have done without Josh's planner codes and the wall color. Creepy in the book and movie and unnecessary in my opinion. And a few other things they kept from the book. Overall, I give it four out of five stars, though realistically it's probably a 3.5. But I finished watching it happy and smiling. I catch myself laughing with Josh's middle finger lipstick or Lucy's line about frat boys' idea of flirting is roofing girls. I still adored it, and I can't wait to see it uh, in the cinema. I think we're so lucky that this got made and is released, and they put together a pretty book-faithful version, which they did not have to, and I and probably shouldn't have as much. Um, yes. I, I basically agree with that i also i um i just thought of it i like the scene where they're pulling out their guns yeah and she's he's like, like oh you <laughs> really packing me she's uh, like yeah and i'm also strapped <laughs> um but i agree with natalie's thesis statement <laughs> that um they shouldn't have included as much as much um just because like i said i think that we would have had more time to get to know Josh better. I think that's where it it needed the most improvement was yeah. getting to know Josh better. I agree. Um, but that being said, loved it. Love that there's a movie of the freaking hating game. Yeah. Um, and... You keep making them, we will keep buying them. Yeah. That's just how it's Do it. Bring, go. bring them on. Um, so, any other final thoughts from you? Uh, no. I love it. And I'm sure we'll watch it yeah. many, many times. Yes, that's true. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Hating Game. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On... December 19th, which is a Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be having our live episode to announce our Best of the Year awards, maybe do a little Q&A. We did this last year and we had a lot of fun and we hope as many of you as can join us will. Um, We will still be releasing the audio of that live episode on the podcast feed and also video will live somewhere i'm tbd on as to how i'm gonna stream it this year but look to social media for details about that remember you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them all right thanks mom ellen you're ever so welcome bye bye
Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.